think generally, you can sum up the as minister summed up what the committee did. The committee looked at what the defence force is actually doing, as opposed to what was predicted in '98. It looked at what it's likely to have to do over the next 20 years, and that's obviously a guesstimate because nobody can predict what's happening politically, strategically, 20 years ahead. And then came up with roughly an idea of the capability sets the defence force would need in about 20 years' time, or in fact it only worked at 14 years, 2028, 20, and said, okay, that's what you're going to need around then, probably. How do you get from here to there? And then came up with that, that phasing of, of, of four, four periods. The fifth period was simply the, if things really unravel, we wind up with a war, which is unlikely. And basically, that's, that's it. It looked at the, the, the nature of the force, basically shape, shape and capability sets, didn't go into a detailed force design, and then looked at some things that have been overlooked for a while that needed a closer look at um, defense industry policy, how actually do we want the industry run, how do we want it to, to support, and how do we want it managed, who gets what, do we buy everything in, do we make everything, or where is it, where, where is it at the boundary line? And also looked at things like uh, entirely new officers and non-commissioned officers, training education system to make sure that we have a leader group that is mentally agile enough and flexible enough to keep up with a, a very rapidly changing strategic environment. Well, then government would have to take a decision to scale down its international commitments, its African commitments, basically down to a border guard with possibly the ability to keep one battalion out of the country for a little while, essentially what the 1998 review said. Mm. The, because that, that's what you're funding at the moment. That's, that's what the money can pay for. The, in 98, the, the error that was made was just one battalion. Nobody believed South Africa would operate in Africa. And in fact, it was worse than that because it was one battalion for one year and then no more, full stop. Instead of which for 10 years, there were more than three battalions out and then at various stages, and fewer and less and more. The other thing was the, the packages dealt with the immediate nature, uh, requirements of the Air Force and the Navy. They did not at that point address the Army because in 1999 the Army was actually very well equipped except for anti-aircraft and very old tanks which were not a high priority. And the assumption then was, and I was under given under the, the impression at the time that there was a tacit undertaking by Treasury that once the, the strategic packages had basically been delivered, they would provide funding for key Army requirements to be met. That never happened. So the Army is driving around in 30-year-old trucks and 30-year-old armored vehicles some, in fact, older than that. And at the same time, you had the, the escalation of operational expenses um, with these additional foreign commitments. So you had an ever-widening gap between the available money and the money needed to run the machine, so they couldn't even maintain the old equipment properly and train properly on it, let alone buy new equipment. Mm. And, of course, in the meantime, we're now not quite 10 years later, 15 years later, 16 years later. It's not only that Barbie now finally needs new equipment, there are now other gaps that are opening again in the Air Force and the Navy. For instance, transport aircraft. The, the Air Force's uh, light transport aircraft dates from World War II, 1943. The, the, the medium one, there are no heavy transports. The heavy ones date from 1963. There are no maritime patrol aircraft at all for a country that relies, as General Shockey put it yesterday, 90% for 90% of the economy one way or the other on the sea. So there's what, what sometimes they refer to as a bow wave of, of capability gaps and requirements building up. And I think the minister made the point yesterday too that the longer you wait, the more expensive it becomes. And just and looking... Let's say you mm -hmm. wind back and say, okay, we're not going to play any regional role. 
we're going to patrol on the Limpopo in our own waters and hope nobody bothers us. First things first, the first one will be to, to maintain what equipment there is, get rid of perhaps some of the really old stuff that simply isn't worth wasting money on anymore, um, focusing on upgrading our special forces capability and then our, our quick reaction capability, which will require transport aircraft and some equipment for the paratroops, for instance. If we need more ships and maritime aircraft just to patrol our own waters, let alone the Mozambique Channel, let alone future West African requirements. Then other aspects will be to look after facilities such as barracks, but also things like the radars that are supposed to cover our airspace. If I understand correctly, of the three or four major radar systems, only two are currently active. The rest had to be the other one had to be multiple because of something there was no money for it. We need to spend one of the early things also is to start giving, for instance, the fighter squadron the money to actually fly its aircraft so they can become really competent flying the aircraft and train up the additional pilots they need instead of just trying to keep competent a very small core group of pilots there at the moment. So those, those would be the first sort of steps in the first, first two phases, really. Then you start adding units to be able to do what you're doing regionally and possibly take on additional roles as they arise.